rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1096, June 13th, 2023. 100 degrees on this day in 1956. Woo! More on 1956 in just a moment. And 37 degrees on this day in 1969. The kids would not have been swimming. On this day in 1969, it was too chilly, but it probably warmed up right away because that's the way the temperatures work. And I hope the beach has been kept free of weeds and algae and muck and crud by the products from Aquaside, a White Bear Lake company. They've been keeping beaches free of weeds and algae for more than 60 years with a great line of products that are easy to use. They work quickly and they've been registered with all of the Appropriate authorities. Oh, no, that's sorry. Even though it's an Appropriate authorities, right? All you do is call the pellets are the answer. You throw those suckers in and boom, you got it. All you see is gin colored water. Call Aquaside. uh, Describe the problem you think you have, what you're looking at. They'll help you understand what it is dead vegetation or muck or whatever, and they'll get you the right product. Call Aquaside at 1 800 328. 9350 or go to aquaside.com. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I mentioned yesterday that in 1956, in this neck of the woods, about five record high temperatures in a row were set in 1956, maybe even six, including today, 100 degrees. And I remember that John has access to this nifty newspaper file. Which I still haven't believed you have not become a subscriber. I know, it's, it's, uh, I, because you know why? I'd get lost in it and I'd never come out. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to do. And, and so I called John and I said, let's see what they were saying back in 1956 on June 13th of 1956. What is that? 60, don't tell me, Hold 67 on. years ago? You is don't it really? tell me. Seven and six. You're right. Yeah, it is. 67, 67 years, years ago. ago. Uh, and there would have been nightly newscasts, and of mm-hmm. course there were daily newspapers. But I, I got a feeling what John found uh, uh, has nothing to do with climate change. What did you find, no. John? Well, uh, there is one mention of the heat on the front page. I, I went, by the way, to the uh, locally the Minneapolis Morning Tribune. Right. Uh, one mention on the front page of the heat wave, and it's just a, a small little, uh, probably six paragraphs uh, that says heat wave head. A heat wave heads into fourth day. Just a small sidebar, mm-hmm. uh, and no mention of you know. No hysteria whatsoever. Just None. that's hot, and it's hot in the region. You right. know, they talk about Rapid yeah, City and Peter also being hot. So then I thought, well, I better page for the entire paper, which I did. Uh, I went to the editorial page. There was no heat columns, nothing about okay. you know, worrying about the heat. All right. Then the weather maps are on page 18. Yep. Uh, so they had the weather maps with all the temps, and the only thing on there was a very comical little thing under the map that said, this is a cold front, question mark, because they're supposed to get down into the 80s. Oh, yeah. The 90s. <laughs> yeah. So that was it. Uh, and then uh, as I progressed through, I went to the sports page and Dick Cullum. Oh, yeah. remember Dick Cullum. Sure I do. Uh, he noted uh, the recent Sunday doubleheader for the Minneapolis Millers had been rained out, costing them a lot of money. But luckily, mm-hmm. the hotter temps, mm-hmm. upcoming 
this week right. will help them gain attendance again. Oh, sure. Work they would just pack that old work. Miller Park, huh? And that was the only mentions of heat, and there were, boy, 40-some pages in a Wednesday newspaper. A lot of them, incidentally, full-page ads. <laughs> Isn't that something? Boy, this used to be a hell of a country. No warnings on what you should keep as a, as a hot... Any, any photos, really? John, of the kids frolicking with the there, outdoor hose and... There was not. Not, okay. not a Farmers? Single. Anything on farmers? Oh, no, nothing on farmers. Hmm. Uh, no, you know, droughts. No, okay. no anything. What happened? Boy. What happened to us? Where would you like away. to begin? We let it slip away drip by drip yes. by drip. That's what happened. We are frogs in the hopper. We're so far down what? now. What the hell? We are Wait, frogs what? in a hopper. Well, there, you know, when you, fro- <laughs> you heat up the frog, they heat up the... Temperature, and yeah. then it's too late, and the frog doesn't, he's dead. It's so far gone now, we're in a hole looking up at the end. Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. How about the, they had some nice, they had a nice festive day at the White House. <laughs> Dear God. I thought we were going to skip this. No, but I, I purposely I, didn't go. <laughs> I want to go to a party at the White House because. Joe, I've been to a lot of parties in my time, and uh, a lot of them have gotten out of hand and crazy, funny things that you'd never believe happened, but none of them come close to what happened at the White House. Oh, yeah, that trans, uh, one of the transers took their shirt off, you know, <laughs> right in front of the old White House. It'll happen. And, uh, it was I got to say, uh, not bad. What do you know? <laughs> Jesus. You know? Well, they weren't. Yeah, they you weren't know, that, they, they were, were pretty good looking. For, <laughs> they were all right. They looked real. For store bought. I mean, yeah. what the hell? Oh. Did you give it the old, Kenny? Did you give the old? <laughs> yeah, maybe, you know. <laughs> Any port in the storm. Be hard to pass. In up. 1956, when they were having the heat wave, I bet there were no stories of that kind of frivolity. From the White House, you don't think? No. I don't think old Ike would have gone for <laughs> that. General Eisenhower yeah. had the trans. What? What? They're, what? They're, trans they're, is our word now. What word that? What would the be the word that would describe them back then? Uh, we can't no, probably no, say no, that no, it's no, a no, lady no. with a man part. Only not in those words. There was uh, <laughs> one Ike story since you guys brought him up, and it was that he signed three papers mm-hmm. in his hospital room. So he was in the hospital after one of his many heart attacks. Oh, Remember, boy. Yeah. Three heart attacks. And every so, time uh, poor Ike had a heart attack, they always said, no, it was just digestion. Yeah. And then yeah. it would turn out to be a heart attack. Yeah. And then he'd say, get me the hell out of here. I'm going down to Augusta and play the master's course. <laughs> he had good options. Anything about him having relations with a porn star? Nothing like that? No, nothing in there. Money Say, under the table? No, again, uh, <laughs> I was just so fascinated by that. 1956, four or five days in a row, hot wa- a heat wave. You can imagine what these chirping, immature weather people we have now would say. They'd, they'd say, oh, my word, oh, seek relief, uh, stay indoors, the world's ending. But, you know, this whole reaction to climate change really is generational, isn't it? Yes. Uh, I mean, I I was alive in 1956, and it was a hot day, and we probably got to go swimming. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was, we ran to the sprinkler. Or whatever. And today, these these kids are getting the bejesus scared out of them in the failed academy. Yeah. They They're think suing that, in Montana. Well, so the kids that? are suing kids in Montana suing. because yeah. the government, according <laughs> to the kids... The government has a constitutional obligation to keep them safe from the weather, from the climate. Now, I don't know how they were gonna, they're going to do that. 
many cases like that have gone nowhere. This might go nowhere, but it's... Let's hope. It's, it's kids being used. Because kids, oh, what you're up to has nothing to do... The people behind these kids, they don't care about the climate. Right. It has nothing to do with the climate. It has nothing to do with the environment. This is the last stand of Marxism. Marxism has tried a variety of avenues. They've chosen the environment. They're trying to bring it about. It's, it has nothing to do with what... And I wish... I hope someone, maybe the judge, will turn to one of these kids in the courtroom in Montana and say, uh, Johnny, uh, it's uh, June uh, 13th, uh, 2023. What's the temperature supposed to be today? Right. Yeah, are you in the back. Um, I am never one to correct your vocabulary on this show. Uh-oh. Um, Go ahead. No, but I think the word used, you said that these kids are being used. I think that's wrong. I think yeah. these kids have become so emboldened Go back. Go to the kid in Chaska with the with the church petition. I suppose these kids have become so fearless because they know if enough of them raise their voices, people will cave to them. That's right. We're not blaming parents here or lawyers. I, they should. You're absolutely judges. right. You're absolutely this, right, Kenny. This case should never see the light of day. No, but geez, there was a time in this, and 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 considering the winters we have, there was a time. Uh, in the northern half of the country where you just enjoyed those long, hot summer days. Mm, yeah. uh, you didn't fear them. Uh, you consider them entirely within reason as they continue to be mm-hmm. entirely within reason. And uh, if you got a little forest fire smoke back in the day, you didn't, you didn't panic because you realized... That had nothing to do with the climate. That was a forest fire. Well, right? you didn't notice because both your parents smoked at the dinner table. <laughs> so it was, you just, Uncle yeah. Jimmy had one going while he ate. Yeah. It was right there oh, yeah. in, a, in a round green glass ashtray. Oh, I can see it. Yeah. Can see and that it. sucker was just, the smoke was just and rising. The, and then when the meal was over, he'd stuff it out in the remaining mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did that enhance the flavor of the meal? I I wasn't uh, I I can uh, honestly say I was not a fan of that uh, cigarette smoke. Okay, but I didn't. You know, I was a kid. I had no say in it. We uh, we had this discussion on my recent trip back to my hometown of Mandan slash Bismarck, because now uh, the fourth member of the family has had a heart attack. So all the kids have it. None of us are obese. Right. And and we, then we all went. It could have something to do with mom having three packs of cigarettes a day, smoke uh, all around us all day, and dad smoking cigars all day long. Possibly the secondhand smoke. You know, did your mom smoke when she was pregnant? Oh, yeah, yes. I would hope so. There is nothing better. I hope so. (laughs) There's nothing better in the world than smoking. What? Uh, Don't do this to Kenny. (laughs) Sorry, Kenny. Think back to 1956. Okay. On today, June 13th. It was hot. Rook, what day was June 13th in 1956? Rook, are you well, doing John it? probably It was knows. a Wednesday. I'm it was a right Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think people, they flocked to the beaches at uh, Calhoun, Harriet, and Nokomis. After chores got done. They probably went out to uh, Excelsior Amusement Park, if they could get mom or dad to give them a ride. And at Excelsior Amusement Park in 1956, they had speedboat rides. You really? can get in a great big old hacker craft or Chris Craft. Really? Pay, yes, pay 25 cents or whatever, and you'd get a speedboat ride around the bay. Okay. Oh, I'm going to start charging my nephews. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I don't know how prevalent 
air conditioning was. Well, that's what I was going to say. Then in the evening, everybody would go to the movies where they had AC. Or sit out on the porch uh, or sleep in Powderhorn Park, which was common back in the 30s when they had hot weather. And yes, they had hot weather even back in the 30s. Really? On Juno but Avenue, you're, you're, I'm sorry, Matthew, okay. you're, you're making it sound like people loved the hot weather. Oh, I sure, I, 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 I it was a fact of life, like rain. They okay. didn't necessarily love it. Okay, okay, it was a fact of life, but that's all it was. There was nothing attached right. to it. Right, yep, yep. On the corner of uh, Juno and Wheeler, when I was I a kid. I can picture it uh, in my mind's eye. Right at the turn. Uh, on top of the brown shag carpet in the living room Ooh. was placed several sheets mm-hmm. when it was a hot day. Like, all the windows were open because it was too hot upstairs. There was no air conditioning. And we all slept, not my mom and dad, but all five of us kids slept on the floor trying to catch a little cross breeze from St. Paul Academy. I'll be and damned. it was festive. Did St. Paul Academy uh, have some sort of... Uh Wind-producing machine? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought, but it was open. It was open field, so there yeah. was there was a little more air. Yeah. But what else was great on a hot day is when Mike Foley's hockey camp was being done, and the Zamboni would come out in the middle of July dump and the dump the snow. And then oh, geez, you run, run over there and around and in jump it. in. Have a great time. Snowball fights. Everything. It was a blast. Uh, may I have, please, the letter? I can't yet. Why? They have an internet this issues. Wi-Fi, and they know upstairs, so they're working oh, on it. Oh, pew. No, While you wait for that, Joe, can we go back to Montana? Yes. You read the whole piece, right? Yes. One of the plaintiffs is now 22. She's from a family that has a 3,000-acre ranch in eastern Montana. Did mm-hmm. that strike you as being odd that the daughter of a rancher would be one of the people to bring this lawsuit? Well, it struck me as hypocritical. Yeah. I, I do you think her parents back her up on this lawsuit? Or is it a rebellious thing? I don't know. Uh, is she a looker? Jesus. <laughs> well, well, I was just wondering. What do with anything? That could weigh the, you know, the decision. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's time for a break, isn't it? No, oh. not really. <laughs> well, in any event, uh, John, John found what I knew he would find, oh. and that is there was no hysteria back then, 67 years ago. It was just... Hotter than blazes, and Kenny's right. Probably a lot of people were grousing about it. Johnny, every time we bring this up, we always get about a half a dozen emails. So what is the site again? It's just newspapers.com. Okay. And there is a cost, so you have to pay. I was going to say, they should be buying time on the show. Is it a monthly cost? (laughs) Uh, You can pay monthly or you can pay yearly. I pay the yearly one because you save, you know, $22. Just like the town council. Yeah, exactly. Say, my new garage door guy is is more than a guy. It's a whole company. It's called Garage Door of the Twin Cities, Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. Uh, I've met these people. They are GLers. They're going to save you a lot of time, and they'll save you from potentially an accident. Garage doors are heavy. You don't want that thing falling on your noggin. So uh, have them over. If nothing else, they'll do a checkup. They'll do the rollers, the springs, the opener. Or you're maybe you're dolling up the house because you're going to put it up for sale. Yep. There's nothing that uh, sharpens curb appeal more than a new garage door, and they're the people that would install it and take care of it. And they like to visit once and do it correctly because they know you want that efficiency. 
They don't want to have to be kept getting called and come back because something doesn't work. They fix it right the first time. They're available in the metro area and western Wisconsin. They're available on weekends. They're 24-7, and on weekends, they don't charge extra. They fix garage doors correctly. Get help online immediately at PrecisionDoorMN.com. You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times. And that's why you need the best and also somebody that you can trust. And that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts. And he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Don't look now, but the savings just got better on the Toro zero-turn mowers at Tri-State Bobcat, Burnsville, Hudson, Lil, Canada. Uh, Toro has actually upped the rebate to $500 on the 54-inch MyRide zero-turn for a final price, $4,199. And the rebate can also be used in tandem with 0% financing for 42 months. And Toro has also um, has that $500 rebate available on most standard MyRide timecutter zero-turn mowers right now, excluding the Havoc. So that's the only one you can't get in on. Uh, and the final price in the Toro 50-inch time cutter, that remains $37.99, which also includes the Tri-State Bobcat Special 5-Year Warranty and the Toro Total Care Warranty Extension, a $460 value. These are great deals on Toro zero-turn mowers. Courtesy of Toro and Tri-State, and we're getting closer and closer to Tri-State throwing open the doors in St. Croix Falls on Highway 8. The Hold on as I close my mic and clear my throat. <coughs> Thank you, Matthew. That's yep. exactly how it sounded. Uh, where was I? Oh, oh, uh, St. Croix Falls. Yeah, Highway 8. The equipment has been arriving daily. It won't be long. All the equipment from Toro, Bobcat, Steel, that amazing Fecon mulching tractor with the Bullhog attachment, You've seen me on the internet using that thing. It's a blast. All of that available at St. Croix Falls as they are in Hudson, Little Canada, and Burnsville. Oh, and Mankey's down in Oatana. Swing over to the web website. Check it all out. TristateBobcat.com. You mentioned yesterday that you had a letter you wanted me to critique, or maybe not critique, but you wanted me to be aware of it. Get yes. your red pen. And it was a letter you wrote at the age of what? I was uh, nine years old. And you wrote a letter to Sonny. John David Winters, Jr. He but was, you called him Sonny. His nickname was Sonny. He was a, lived down the block from me. Okay. And then moved away to Rosemount in first grade. This cuts off the margin. No. Yeah. Do this one. Yeah. I was just trying to get one that was clear for you to read. Uh, okay. And, and why did you write Sonny? Sonny had moved away in first grade. I... I uh, wanted to keep in touch with him, and because we were, you know, close kids, and uh, I just decided that one day I was going to uh, write a letter because I hadn't talked to him in a while. Uh huh. And 
Sonny, you spell S-O-N-N-Y. As far as you knew, that was correct. Yeah, it was either, you know, because it was a little kid. Son, you know, Sonny. Well, then it would have been S-U-N-N-Y. I don't know. Sonny. Sonny. I was nine. <laughs> How are whoa, you? Whoa, 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 whoa. If we're going to do this, mm-hmm. we have to have some dramatic music behind it. All right. As it does get, there is some graphic violence, a uh, little bit of sex. Dear Sonny, how are you? Well, I, comma, A, am fine. How are you? Well, I'm fine. I sound like an old geezer, don't I? How are you? Well, I'm fine. First, I wanted to wish your mother a late, happy Mother's Day. Kathy oh, Winters. That is sweet. Sweet lady. Yep. She was nice. And look at that little sick effect. Little kiss up. Eddie Haskell. Secondly, <laughs> how is school going? Hey, let's go to the truth. With me, fine. It's May 14th, 1979. Are you playing any sports? Well, I am. I am. I am playing. Soccer. Here's the sports version. Which is spelled go ear. Yeah. I'm playing go ear. Yeah. <laughs> we are, one word, O oh and two. Our first game, A-R-E. Oops. We lost 17 to nothing. <laughs> you know what? Like, you know what that ray of hope is? Uh-huh. They were keeping score back then. Yeah. There yeah. was no eight-run winners. Winners and losers. Good yep. point. We just played our second game today and lost five to nothing. So I was probably in a really crappy mood, you know, getting our ass kicked and shut out. Hopefully we will win. We'll win is one word. Our next game on Monday. Monday? How's the tiger? That's this dog, little big boxer. Well, happy is fine. Yeah. See, you, you have, seem to have a, a, a system here where you ask a question, and then you, I guess, are making the assumption that you might have been asked the same. So you answer every question that you, you ask Sonny. Yes. You ask yes. him how his dog is, and you said, well, happy is fine. There's the current conditions on my canine. Right. <laughs> Paul just got, got a job, a job is one word, at Denikers. Denikers on Randolph. Uh-huh. Did you know that Noah and Craig got in a fight? Did you know that? Oh, it's supposed to be me and Craig. Oh, me. Craig Hassel, my next door neighbor. And Craig got in a fight? Oh, no. Yeah. Well, we did. This is the violent part. <laughs> well, we did. <laughs> my dad said I did a pretty good fight. Tommy Engel was by me? Yeah. He was a witness. Now stop. He was in your corner. Hang on to that one because <laughs> I said I said in here, my dad said I did a pretty good fight. Right. As if my my dad standing on the sidelines. Yeah. Get it. We're sitting there beating the crap out of each other, coaching me on how right. to hit Craig. I don't think my dad stick and move. Stick and move. <laughs> get into the circle. Get out of the circle. I don't think my dad cheered us on for fighting. I may have made that one up. Tommy Angle was by me, and he was tempted. To punch Craig right in the mouth. Yep. And then Craig licked. Kicked. Kicked. <laughs> Be careful with that one. <laughs> kicked me right yep. in the ponies? Nope, in the penis. <laughs> 
bet you what you have crossed out. I went back, and that might be a little too strong, so I, I went back and just get the hash marks. Because, you see, when you can't say licked, it was it was kicked. And I'm glad you noted that <laughs> yeah. that was between the legs. Yeah, as uh, if, as as if, if it were. might have grown somewhere it's else. It's under my arm now, <laughs> right. Sonny. I, what if, I need to see a doctor. But Tommy... Oh. But Tommy did not punch him. Right. Sure. Who's Tommy? Tommy Angle? Tommy Angle, yeah. Tommy Angle, yeah. Well, I just wanted to talk to someone. Oh, my oh, God. God. Oh, that's Jeez. so sad. All Isn't I have it, is oh, them beers. Isn't that sad? It really is. Oh, God. Well, I just wanted to, and that's all one word, talk to someone. Friend, <laughs> always, Matt. I didn't say wow. it was always peachy keen on Juno and Wheeler. There were some lonesome there were some times. rough times. Now, the other thing I would like to know is, why in God's name would you still have this? I don't know, but if, if you look on the top, you can see my dad's writing. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. So there must have been some kind of, I don't know, I have no idea why I acquired this. Yeah. And, well, but, I got news for you. Um, this is going out on all forms of Garage Logic social media uh, later. Send today. her out. But see, my dad's letter up top might be it might be eighth grade graduation because I think that's the letter he wrote to me. Okay, I, so this was written by you in the eighth grade. No, this was seventy nine. I graduated in well, eighty three. Yeah, so yeah, I was I was nine. Yeah, you know, for nine, what are you going to do? Plus, you know, those typewriters were hard to. But work I love the way you uh, you anticipated being asked all those questions. Secondly, <laughs> you're how fine. School? The dog's fine. With me, fine. How school? With me, it's going really. It's pretty good. Just lonely as hell. Yeah, son. The dog but happy. I just wanted somebody to talk to. M- might I yeah, ask a question? Sad. Go. Um, I do love the fact that you were the same way at nine than you are now. Do you want to know why I think that? Why do you think that? You were more than willing to admit. That you were the starting goalie on a freaking team that gave up 17 goals. Were you the netminder? You know, uh, oh, not the entire time. I didn't realize. I think I got pulled after 15. <laughs> you were the goalie? You were the netminder? Well, you, get, you get a little distracted. You know, you might be some other, some squirrels, some squirrels chasing the chipmunk over there. and By your crotch that hey, got kicked the day before? You took right. Royce's advice and you tightened her up on your own end and only gave up five in the second five. game. Five. What an improvement. See? What an improvement. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Craig Hassel is also a friend of Garage Logic, and he is a wonderful human being. He's uh, the general manager of the Groveland Tab. He's at the Groveland Tab. Yep. He's been oh, there forever. sure. Big guy, him. big beard. Well, Rook, just remember if you ever just want to talk to someone, we're always here for yeah, you. Yeah, that okay? really, I'm, I'm almost yeah. getting choked up about that. Well, it's okay. That's the soft side of garage logicians that uh, show that they really and in care. True rookie spirit, when you just need somebody to talk to, all of us will not answer the cell phone. <laughs> right. Like you right. That's probably what happened. Nobody's answering their cell phones. You were coming down off the fight. You know, you were coming yeah. down off the fight. Yeah, nursing some wounds. Yeah. You, know, you got kicked right in the Making Johnson. sure everything's working okay. Oh, yeah. Right in the baby maker. Right, right, right the, kicked in the ponies? Is right, that what you Right between ponies. the legs, he knows. Right. That's where it is. Right that's in the where, ponies. That's where, that's where she located. houses it, right I thought there. it said ponies. <laughs> but then I cross it off. Uh, well, we didn't want to start over. I, I, hate to turn, I hate to turn serious. Let's go. Well, uh, this country has a big problem. Uh, as it might be represented by the city of San Francisco. Thomas Baltimore Jr., the chairman and CEO of Park Hotels and and Resorts, 
announced that his company is going to stop paying on a $725 million loan on two of San Francisco's largest hotels, Hilton San Francisco Union Square and Park 55. Baltimore cited low demand and concerns over street conditions as a reason to stop payment on the hotels. Holy mackerel. The decision is another blow to downtown San Francisco and California, which has experienced a massive outflow of people and businesses. In fact, the list of companies that have left the Golden State is far too long to enumerate in a single article and includes established Fortune 500 such as Hewlett-Packard, Chevron, and Paps Brewing, as well as rapidly growing ones such as Snowflake, Palantir, and Tesla. Hmm. There's no single reason companies are abandoning California in droves. Aggressive lockdown policies likely didn't help. And California's tax and regulatory climate also plays a role. And then there's the problem of crime, which Park Hotels discreetly sidestepped. I'm new to San Francisco, Fuller said to the clerk. Is it a, who's this now? Did I read a caption? Oh, this is a guy trying to buy a toothbrush. My, I, had a, I knew a guy who was trying to buy a toothbrush. Listen yeah, to this country? now. Oh, sorry. Earlier this month, the California Senate passed Bill 553, legislation that would discourage retail store employees from confronting shoplifters. The legislation passed weeks after a Home Depot security guard was shot and killed during a Pleasanton, California robbery, is designed to protect employee supporters safe by forbidding employers from instructing employees to confront shoplifters. What we're saying in the bill is it's not okay for employers to take a rank-and-file worker, uh, somebody whose job is really something else, and say, hey, you know, if there's an intruder, we're going to deputize you to intervene. They're, they're, they're not doing that. They want to be rid of that. Even accepting, this is from California State Rep. David Cortese, even accepting Cortese's argument that the legislation doesn't prevent employees from intervening, in cases of theft and only makes it unlawful for employers to ask them to do so, the legislation would be disastrous. A law that would prohibit employers from telling their employees that customers are not allowed to take whatever they want without paying will clearly incentivize shoplifting. Wow. It will further promote the culture Fuller described, one in which is it is viewed as optional to pay for things. No, it's not. Fuller was a guy I mentioned earlier in the story who was new to the city and tried to buy a toothbrush, and it had to, the uh, cabinet had to be unlocked for him, and he was wondering what was going on. And as he was in there, he witnessed the crime, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, and nobody did anything. They just watched him. But, Joe, I think isn't that standard practice for most retail businesses? Don't they tell their regular employees not to put themselves in jeopardy by stopping shoplifting because a lot of stores have their own shoplifting prevention person. I think this just codify, is it codify or codify? Codify, I think. Well, this just tells employers you may not request an employee to intervene. Right. I don't know if that's a common law in every state. But I think what it's done is it's brought it to light and like the guy said, it, it's incentivized the criminals. Now they know this for sure, so they're just walking in, grabbing what they need, and strolling out. The moment the idea is admitted into society that property is not as sacred as the laws of God and that there is not a force of law and public justice to protect it, 
Anarchy and tyranny commence, John Adams wrote in 1787. If thou shalt not covet and thou shalt not steal were not commandments of heaven, they must be made inviolable precepts in every society before it can be civilized or made free. California lawmakers, this is the Washington Examiner writing this, California lawmakers have shown utter contempt for property rights for years, making it illegal for employers to instruct employees to stop customers from stealing is just the latest example. Until California changes this culture and demonstrates it respects the property rights of people and businesses, it will continue to to decline and lose beautiful hotels such as Hilton San Francisco's Union Square and Park 55. Hmm. Good Lord. Hmm. And and honest people, us, right. will end up paying for that. Because if you're going to operate a store... If you're a Walgreens. And let yep. people steal $500 worth of toothbrushes a day and shaving equipment... The next time you're going to buy a can of shaving cream, it's going to cost 50 cents more than it does today or whatever the hell it costs. FYI, those price increases were already happening, not all because of this, but just because of supply and demand there. Because We, we bought groceries there two or three years ago, and I said, why is a gallon of milk $7.50? I have asked repeatedly one principal question. Uh could someone explain to me what goodness progressivism has brought? What goodness is there? And there isn't any. And I think I'm beginning to come to the realization of what their answer would be. We don't want there to be property rights. We don't want there to be laws protecting ownership of property. We find that oppressive. We find that an affectation from a flawed founding of the country. Everything should be free. Okay, and, 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 and that works until you run out of other people's money. Now who's going to provide that stuff? And then how are you supposed to produce the toothbrush? Uh, but I think the only answer progressives can come up with, and it's certainly true here, as it is in San Francisco, is that you bring nothing good to the table. Nothing good. You flaunt every tradition and concept of law that the United States States has held sacred for 250 years. Well, we see what the progressives have brought to San Francisco. Everybody's leaving in droves. They're leaving. And we saw, was it last week or the week before, both Allstate and there's another large insurance carrier that have said we are not issuing new insurance policies in the state of California. I've I've been in San Francisco a couple of times, and I've enjoyed it. Uh, I'm never again going back. I have no desire to go back. Well, you had an eyewitness that was there just a few months ago. Yeah, I have no desire to go back. Well, I haven't even been there that recently. I think I was most recently there in 1999, and it was pleasant. The, uh, The bleep had yet to hit the fan in 1999. But what's going to come about when you know the locally owned bookstore just says, "Well, we can't, we can't operate like this," and they can't sell that business to anybody because who in God's name would want to buy it? It's going to go under, and the progressives' answer to that would be, uh, I don't know what their answer to that would be, mm-hmm. because because it is very clear that they bring nothing good to society, nothing good. As I said yesterday, the greatest argument against socialism are its adherents. 
Well, I can tell you what their answer is going to be. They're going to blame the big corporation. We saw it take place here. When what were the two large stores that closed in the uh, North Minneapolis and Blooming or uh, Brooklyn Park area? I don't know. Wasn't there a, a couple of Walmarts that closed and Probably. a Walgreens that? But the progressive yeah. argument would be that there shouldn't be corporations. Those are unfair. Sure. They're, they make they make money. Money is unfair. Yeah, profits evil. are unfair. Capitalism is unfair. People over profits. Yeah, people over profits. It, 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 there's no mystery to what these people are up to. They're lazy. They're inefficient. They're incompetent. And they bring nothing to the joyfulness of the world. Nothing. They're dark people. Dark in the sense of not evil. Evil is too strong a word. Their 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 darkness is dispiriting. They have nothing to bring. They have nothing to offer you. Nothing. They're only they're only takers. They don't give. They're takers. You won't find that attitude at Mueller. Mueller Memorial. Power segue. Power segue. Well, <laughs> it's tough to segue to a funeral or True. A cremation. True. You just got to do it. But if you're going to, when you have to consider a funeral or cremation, I'd get out to Mueller's and uh, lighten it up a little. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a celebration. I know in certain cases it'll be hard to ever consider that a celebration, but. You know, when Ma kicks the bucket at 90 or 91, you know. At that point, it's Get the barkeep and let's light him up blessed here. Blessed life. Let's light him up. Her favorite brand was Benson and Hedges. Who's got him? Let's go here. Light him up. Let's go. I know Scott Mueller. I've known him for years. I've known the entire family. The Mueller family has been in this sensitive business for more than 75 years. And they... Uh, they can create the perfect event to honor your loved one and bring families together. And I think the key is to celebrate a life well lived. You're not gonna you're not there to shuffle around and kick the floor. Well, you are in some cases, but in many cases, let's celebrate a life well lived. And Mueller Mortuary and Mueller Memorial will absolutely help you. It's not fun. It's not it's not a great uh, deal to think about. But once you learn about it. Uh, you're going to be absolutely relieved. Mm -hmm. Contact Mueller Memorial at MuellerMemorial.com. DK Mags has been kicking it on Old 8 in New Brighton since 1999 with an experienced staff, good selection, and fair prices. DK Mags also a safe and legal place to sell your unwanted firearms, whether it's an oldie from grandma's estate or maybe something you just don't want, don't need, don't like. DK Mags can be one, uh, can buy one, two, or the whole kit and caboodle if you have a small arsenal. DK Mags, a full-service gun shop offering gunsmithing, maintenance, and storage services. And if you need a safe place to store your firearms, that's the place, either short or long-term. Log on to DK Mags for more information on ordering, selling, or storing firearms. Monticello Pawn and Gun, also part of the DK Mags family. They not only buy and sell firearms, they also buy just about anything else. It's a fun little shop to stop into and see what's on the shelf. Monticello Pawn and Gun and DK Mags on Old 8 New Brighton. Check them out, dkmags.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. You know what season it is? Baseball season. Summer. Oh. So get this. Tis the season. I had to drop off four kids at baseball camp today. Yep. Guess what my chore was? Filling up all of their water bottles because they wanted the best. 
Where'd you go? Hofferman Water, ah. right there in my house. Did you I go to Hofferman? I didn't it? have to go anywhere. I went to my kitchen sink. <laughs> they bring the water to you? Because they install, you know, the separate outlet for my drinking water. And every kid that had to go to camp wanted the best water, so that's what we did. I've been a customer of Hofferman for years, and I know that if you and your family decide to make the switch, you will be happy as well. Get on their schedule right now, 952-894-4040. May I ask a serious question Please about do. Hofferman? Please do. What is it that's being filtered? The the water that comes in your house yeah. goes through your you know your regular so, your softener. And if you chose Hofferman, then good for you. You should have done that. There's also a separate osmosis filtration system uh, that sits underneath your sink. What are they taking out of in, the water? Impurities. Yeah, all sorts of the bad. Well, I should call them because in South St. Paul, you guys have bad we water. have bad water. Yeah, I don't put. I only put um, bottled water in my coffee machine. This really? because there's, there's the I water out of this. I I make the best coffee. No, no joke. We we don't no, drink do. in any of our well water or use it for any any kind of cooking or really? drinking purposes. Yeah, you got to get on the schedule, Kenny. Nine five two eight nine four four zero four zero, or just visit their website, HoffermanWater.com. You go on there, you can see everything. Whether it's a water softener, an odor filtration system, or like I had been mentioning, a drinking water system, they're the best, and they have been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for. Over 50 years, they are big-time GLers. Let them know you heard about it right here on the podcast. Before we, we get to John, let me add to the boondoggle of a proposed snow-shoveling plan in Minneapolis. Clint <laughs> writes, what's to keep a guy from getting the job and then taking his 12 weeks off in January, oh. February, March? I, you're, I'm telling you, they're going to figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> These euphorians just can't link. They just can't lake. Uh, yeah, uh, I'd like to take that yeah, job. I'm going to need uh, three I'll be months back off in April. Yeah. while you pay me. <laughs> be back in April. Wow. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Two men who were indicted as part of a federal crackdown on Minneapolis street gangs have pleaded guilty to weapons charges. Dennis Augustus Mobley and Dion Nicole Williams each entered plea agreements for one count of possession of a firearm by a felon. Charging documents state Mobley and Williams were both members of the Highs street gang that operated out of North Minneapolis. They each had multiple prior felony convictions before being caught with the handguns. They now face up to 15 years in prison, a fine up to a quarter million dollars or both. Both their plea petitions indicate they could be in for much less time as long as they cooperate with prosecution. Based on the severity of their prior offenses, Williams faces a guideline sentence ranging from 77 to 96 months in prison, Mobley between 41 and 51. Their sentencing dates have not been scheduled as of yesterday. Uh, they were charged in April along with 43 other associates of the Highs and Bloods street games. How do they spell Highs? H-I-G-H-S, like high and low. Oh, okay. What I want to know, what I want to see in, in the, the cartoon bubble... I want to see the the round table of when they're trying to come up with a name and how they What do you, you got? Know, you know, what what did they reject and what did they <laughs> how creative were they? I would have bet it was spelled H I Z E. Oh, that would have well uh-huh. that, that probably was up from But then one guy said we should probably spell it properly so yeah. we get the right Or they props. said that one's already taken. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> That's New Jersey. Cuz they were very worried about copyright. Well, you got to yes, play by the yeah, rules. 100%. Yeah. Got to play by the rules. 
Law enforcement was called to the scene of a graduation ceremony in St. Paul last night to break up fights. St. Paul police say the graduation ceremony for Central High School students at the River Center's Roy Wilkins Auditorium was interrupted by the late arrival of a large group of teens at about 9.15 in the evening. The teens began disrupting the ceremony by interrupting the graduation and speakers. Eventually, minor fights broke out between 200 to 300 of the students, according to police. A department spokesperson was unable to immediately provide the exact number of kids who arrived late and then began instigating the fights. Due to the large number of students involved, officers from the St. Paul Police Department, Ramsey County Sheriff's Office, Metro Transit, and the State Patrol got involved trying to get everyone. Wait, I, I think I heard you wrong. How many students? 200 to 300. Fighting? Uh, eventually, minor fights broke out between 200 to wow. 300 of the students. What the- is it normal for that? Po- there were only minor Is fights. Is it normal for it to be that late of a graduation ceremony? Oh, they're happening all over town, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of St. Paul, I see Allery's is closing the doors. I did not see that. Wow. I think Sunday huh? is their last day of service. Hmm. Never been in there. It's a neat bar. My yeah. my dad's uh, squad car door is hanging from the roof when he hit a deer. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's or it cool. was. I haven't been in there in years, so I don't know if it's still there. Isn't that the Chicago Bears bar? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Bears. Brooklyn Park Police are making plans to keep that city's park safe after a massive crowd of hundreds caused chaos Friday night. On Monday afternoon, yesterday, police put up a mobile trailer camera at River Park for more security. Brooklyn Park Police Department spokesperson Elliot Faust said a lot of chaos last Friday, a lot of people in vehicles that were driving recklessly and things like that. Around 7.45 Friday night, officers called to River Park following reports of a large group being, in their words, rowdy. Law enforcement found nearly 400 people, most of them juveniles, in the park fighting. What? Wait, wait, what? I know. Did you just say 400 people? I did, yeah. No, that can't be right. They called in resources from Hennepin County and the state patrol to help with the large crowd. Uh, Faust said apparently there was some sort of social media element to this. That's how it got started. That helped get the word out. Shortly after police, uh, shortly after it all happened, police followed about 200 people from the group to Noble Sports Park, where the fighting continued. At that point, officers ordered everyone to leave. Faust said there needs to be consequences for people whose behavior does not align with what society expects, and I think that's where the hard conversations need to go. The Brooklyn Park Police Department is hoping to put a stop to large groups causing the chaos before it becomes a trend in the city, according to Faust. Faust said they're having conversations about solutions. Officers want to reassure the public the parks are safe to visit and safe. These are isolated <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that's super safe. How do you think that... Fourth of July is going to work out down oh, there on the wall. What time do you want me to pick you up? Roll oh, the dice, baby. I'm going to get there early. How about the fact that he actually used the word before it becomes a trend? Yeah. Uh, hey, pal, trend. I got news for you. Wake up. <laughs> How does the fight start, the scenario? Is there a lot of posturing and yelling, or is it just ready, set, go? And or you just start throwing hands? There's some disrespect going on, Ken. Okay, oh, okay. We're, we're disrespecting each other. Do the highs roll in? And talk to the lows, and there's some trash talk. Yep. And well, then there's a rumble. Your, your mother wears so, army boots. Yeah, your How mama's so you? fat. Yeah. How fat yeah. is she? <laughs> the Bloomington Police Department said they're looking for a suspect who's seen running over a cat in a black Kia Soul. Police, police said the driver was seen putting the cat underneath the front passenger tire, running it over, <laughs> killing it. The Jesus. driver, the driver oh then circled God. back. 
and ran the cat over again. That's got to be obviously everything dead. I've heard so far is made up, right? None of this There's newscast actually, is actually true. There's actually video. There's actually video. Yeah, was, no, the, was, the, it. was it a Kia? Yeah, it was a black Kia. Was soul. it stolen? <laughs> I don't know. They don't supply that info. In fact, they're looking for info. It happened at 105th Street and Florida Avenue. The vehicle, a newer black Kia Soul. And if you have any info, you're asked to call Detective Harms at Bloomington Police Department. 952-563-4689. That does not bode well. If you hurt animals, you'll hurt people. Yep. I don't like that. That's no. Leave the one. damn cat alone. I can get you uh, a cat. You got a cat? So, <laughs> I can get you a cat by 3 o'clock. I knew somebody was going to use that line as soon as I put that story in the yeah. news. <laughs> Summer notes for the Twin Cities. A festive weekend coming up in Stillwater. Time for the annual food truck extravaganza. Oh, we got where? This, this I went to an event Friday night. No, I'm sorry, Saturday night, a graduation event. Yeah, where fighting. They had two food trucks. Oh, no oh, fighting. Nice. And no fighting. Okay, good. No fighting. Good. This year, organizers say 40 trucks will be at the Washington County Fairgrounds. In addition to food, there will be live music, beer and wine offerings, face painting, balloons, bubbles, games, He's and a bouncy house. Go into the bubbles dark room <laughs> and look for bubbles. <laughs> You'll know it when you find it. <laughs> you can park for free at the county fairgrounds. It'll run from 11 to 8 Saturday. Tickets, 5 bucks a person. However, I found them! This is where you do your bubbles impersonation, John. I lost the John. bubbles thing. Oh, bubbles. great yeah. big bubbles. These guys don't know who bubbles is, though. I want to pay my respect. They don't. No. Is Part that his cylinder? No, that's not it. Well, you, you got to get it back here. Several seems, times a week, it seems like it's full of the bubbles. It seems like there a good event where two to 300 youth could gather and uh, get in a big fight. Start throwing no. hands. No. One of my new favorite food trucks, I hope they are uh, going to be there, the Angry Line Cook. What do they uh, make? They're on Instagram. It's just they yell at you? Everything. No, they've got burgers and stuff, but it's just everything they make looks fantastic. One of the food trucks was Vietnamese food. Oh, boy. Huh. And uh, I had it, and it was fine, what did but you have? I, I didn't detect that anything tasted Vietnamese, not that I would have known. If you ever see the egg roll queen Here we truck. Go. This had egg rolls, you, big egg rolls. You have to stop. If it's the, if it's the uh, um, egg roll queen, it's... Put on Stop the brakes. Stop and buy a Negro. It's fantastic. Even if you're running late to work, right? Doesn't matter. And you know you're going to miss the first um, part of the so show. Podcast. The break. You're still stopping. I'm, you're losing <laughs> the egg roll every day. And great big bubbles. Every day. Great every big day. Bubbles. The new concessions operator at Lake Nokomis is open for the season. The Painted Turtle opened for business yesterday, serving snacks and sweet treats as well as lunch and dinner. Options. The team behind the restaurant is the same one that created Unleashed Hounds and Hops, the state's first dog park bar and restaurant. They take over after Sandcastle, which had been on the site for 10 years, opted to not renew its release. We'll have uh, some more news for you right after this quick message. I certainly hope so, Johnny Cake Ridge Road. I want to tell you about a wonderful trip that you can come along with, and it is called... Ride with the Rookie. No, it's not really a name for it. It's just if you want to have a great time next year in July, then you need to get in touch with Escape With Us Vacations because what Maria and Teresa have put together, it is fantastic. Yes, we're going to have a blast of a time, and yes, you can find all sorts of wonderful information by going to escapewithusvacations.com. Why don't you tell us where it's going? Going to Croatia aboard the <laughs> MS Adriatic King. Eight-day cruise. How do you float from here? 
or do you fly over there? You fly over there. <laughs> That'd be a long and then trip. it's an eight-day cruise from Split to Dubrovnik. And it's the July you got a lot 14th of homework to do, don't you? To July 21st of next year. It's not next month. Prices start at $27.99 per person. Includes seven nights, eight days cruise, a combination with the fully equipped and air-conditioned cabin, private bathroom, half-board meals. You get all seven buffet breakfasts, six lunches, two dinners, and you have your own personal Concierge. Are you and you do two shows a night? And I'm doing two shows a night. Hey, I tell you, I flew my eyes. Yeah, I'm so tired right now. Uh, I will be entertaining. If you want to spend seven days with the rookie and some of rookie's family members, people will end up staying there, knowing that you're returning to the United States. I see people jumping off the boat, swimming to shore right. because they're uh, they're very annoyed. They'll they'll know what you guys go through every day. All right, here's the telephone number to learn more: six five one seven eight eight forty three thirty eight. It's Escape With Us Vacations. It's going to be the trip of a lifetime, so start saving your money right now. Get all the details at escapewithusvacations.com. You can see the boat, you can see the sights, and you can see the fun coming when you want to cruise with the Rook. Not a Garage Logic Town Council member? Here's what you're missing. I'm panicking that I've promised all the girls these Taylor Swift tickets, and I'm... That's going to cost you ten grand. Yeah, yeah, at this point, yeah, that ain't going to be cheap. Game right? here, Nine tickets. Oh, it's going to cost you twenty grand. Well, I won't pay twenty grand. I'll say it. Nine mm. tickets. They will hate you forever. You already you, promised do, them. Do you realize what you're going to spend? Seriously, I'm sure they're very expensive. You're at, to get in the door. You're going to be spending three hundred bucks just to get in. I'll go three hundred. That's twenty seven. But they're going to be sitting on the freaking roof. I know somebody that just paid twelve grand for how many tickets? Ooh, three, four. You're oh, Jesus! What I got into here. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Uh, speaking of Joe Suchere, he has a testimonial on the effectiveness of Bugs Be Gone. Go ahead, Joe. This ass is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking bugs on the windshield, the grill, the bumpers. No big deal with Bugs Be Gone from our pals at Seafoam. It easily solves the hassle of... Uh, of uh, scraping those bugs out. You know how it is. You pull up to the station, it's... You can't get them off. Spray this stuff on, let it sit there a second or two, a minute maybe, and then just wash it away with water. And it just breaks up the sticky bond. They wash away. It's safe for all finishes. It's non-toxic. It's water-based. Leaves no film or haze when it drives. Uh, just a happy, clean surface. What about pine sap? Would it do uh, that? I bet it would. Yeah, I bet it would, too. That's a good idea. Anything organic suits. Yeah. Um, a lot of people that try it on a car, and then, you know, you find all sorts of uses for it. Boats, motorcycles, campers. Spray it on, wash it off, bugs be gone. Another fine product from our fine folks at Seafoam. Thank you, Kenny. Uh, before I get back to the news, uh, could I go back to Rook's uh, ad a little bit ago for the cruise? Yeah, you want to go, Jay? Sign up. I, I know you work loosely with the script. You don't always follow it. And, and you, we threw you an ad lib there about you doing stand-up or something. Yeah. And your joke was, I flew my arms here. Man, I'm tired. Yeah. I think you mix the joke. I think it's supposed to be... 
I swam all the way in from shore, and boy, are my arms tired. Yeah. This is why we all have a complex with you, John, and we're all defensive. I'm not defensive. John, I'm glad you pointed that out. You pick us apart at every turn. Here's the news. Have you not such thick skin, Kenneth? Yeah. I don't. Okay. I'm going to start writing down every time Kenny makes fun of us. So, Donald Trump is expected to be represented at his first court appearance to face federal criminal charges for uh, retaining national security uh, materials uh, with his uh, legal defense team that he has been using except the two that quit. They tried to hire some lawyers yesterday, uh, but they could not find any. Apparently, he and the other two lawyers, former federal prosecutor Todd Blanche and former Florida Solicitor General Chris Kesey, uh, interviewed men but could not find any to help represent tr- uh, Trump. He and his legal team spent the afternoon doing that yesterday. The court appearance is scheduled for 2 o'clock our time uh, this afternoon. This stunted psycho can't even find a lawyer. Uh, they don't want to work for him. It looks like Joe Pesci or what is it, the uh, the courtroom scene? These three youths. With I talked to some serious Trump people over the weekend, serious, and they both said, I wish this guy would go away. Yeah. Pat Sajak. Hey, wait, wait a second, John. He seems to have the support of the GOP. Does he, he no, not? But, no, he doesn't. But he they, has the, the support the, of the radical GOP. And that's what the media is running with. The, mm. the 80%, the 80% that's in the middle are not for President Trump. When why are the cons- don't some, I'm sorry, Kenny, go ahead. No, go ahead, John. I'm just going to say, why don't some of the moderate Republicans come out and say something instead of just ignoring everything? Because they love their life on the third rail too much, and they think that he still exerts enough power that they, he should not be confronted by them. You got it. Yep, that's it right there. Uh, Pat Sajak who's hosted Wheel of Fortune for more than 40 years, announced in a tweet yesterday he is stepping down. Really? Yep. Sajak said, well, the time has come. I've decided our 41st season, which begins in September, will be my last. It's been a wonderful ride, and I'll have more to say in the coming months. Many thanks to you all. The 76-year-old Sajak took the helm of Wheel of Fortune in 1981 alongside co-host Devanna White. The show, of course, a mainstay of primetime lineups on television channels all across the country. Sajak did not say who might replace him. Sony Television, uh, Sony Pictures Television, the production and distribution studio that owns the show, did not immediately respond to an email requesting comment. Suzanne Preet, the executive vice president of game shows for Sony Pictures TV, said in the statement the company was incredibly grateful and proud to have had Pat as our host for all these years. We look forward to celebrating his outstanding career throughout the upcoming season. Is Vanna White still on the show? Yes, she yeah. is. Yes. She's the uh, presenter or the she points at the prizes or whatever. No, she's yeah. the letter turner. Letter turner. Yeah. Pushes the button that turns the letter. In October yeah. 2016, the ranking of the highest-paid TV host, Forbes reported Sajak was earning $15 million year, uh, dollars per year at the time. Wow. You John, see it. So, go ahead. The headline I've been seeing this morning Never on one of, the, one of the pages I, I, like I go it. to says he's been saying some nutty things lately. Maybe he's going goofy. Did you hear But it's nothing. I didn't. Yeah, I, I saw several stories like that, too. I mean, they're just. A couple of them were maybe a little tough on the people playing, but nothing, you know, 
outrageous. I think they should bring in a Don Rickles kind of character to host that show <laughs> that just hammers on the contestants. What, what is the premise? You have to spell a word or something? It's a crossword really puzzle, a game, yeah. basically. Like a crossword puzzle. Figure out the word or phrase. So if he's earning $15 million per year and they shoot 195 episodes per year, that's seventy-seven grand per show, and they shoot only 35 days each year. So a $15 million Boy. annual salary for 35 days works out to be more than four hundred and twenty-eight grand per day. That's not bad. It's, nice you work know, if you can get it. He's landing on his feet. Yeah. But you can't do Wheel of Fortune without Sajak. Why not? I'm sure they will. Uh, I know they will. I'm just well, thinking. Well, they're doing Jeopardy without Trebek. And Price is Right without Bob. Jesus. I have not watched The Price is Right forever. You have an embarrassing amount of knowledge about these shows. <laughs> this is well, Johnny Olson speaking for The Price is Right. Remember Tell when what you want, Johnny? had the talk show briefly? Yes. Cool. Yeah, he landed yeah, on his face Jack there. The talk show. It, was, it didn't go very well because basically he just sat and imitated Letterman. Uh Tone wise and everything with the jokes, it was it was very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Yeah, I do remember that. A seventy six seventy six year old woman who was declared dead at a hospital in Ecuador astonished relatives by knocking on her coffin during her wake. I hate when that happens. Ooh. Yeah. Oof, the incident yeah. has prompted a government investigation into the hospital. Relatives left the coffin behind and rushed retired nurse Bella Montoya back to the hospital after the wake in the central city of Babahoyo. <laughs> Give me a Virginia front. slam. <laughs> you know what Mueller would say? Wait, did you guys hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Ecuador's health ministry said that Montoya was in intensive care yesterday in the Martin Escaza Hospital in Babahoya, while the ministry investigates doctors involved in the case. A technical committee has been formed to review how the hospital issues death certificates. Montoya initially had been admitted Friday at the hospital with a possible stroke and cardiopulmonary arrest, and when she did not respond to resuscitation, a doctor on duty declared her dead, according to the ministry. Paul McCartney told the BBC that artificial intelligence was used to, in his words, extricate and clean up vocals of John Lennon from an old recording, allowing them to feature in an upcoming Beatles track. McCartney said it's a very interesting thing, you know, something we're all sort of dealing with at the moment. You said that on the BBC's Today program about AI. McCartney said Lord of the Rings director Peter Jackson, who of course did the uh, Get Back film, was able to extricate Lennon's voice from a ropey little bit of cassette, in his words. AI was used to identify Lennon's vocals as distinct from instrumentals and background interference. McCartney said, so when we came to make what will be the last Beatles record, it was a demo that John that uh, John had worked on and we had just finished it up. It'll be released this year. We were able to take John's voice, get it pure through AI, the BBC said it expected to be a Lennon song from 1978 called Now and Then, which McCartney has in the past expressed a desire to finish. Industry experts have been reflecting on the potential for the latest technological advances within the music industry. McCartney said there's a good side to AI and then a scary side. We'll just have to see where this leads. Why did What's McCartney waiting for? He, he's got nothing but time right now. I don't know. He's 81. Yeah, you're running out of time. Finish it. Yeah. Okay. I'll Thank you. You're going to give Paul McCartney <laughs> career McCartney advice? Sit on your ass. <laughs> What's all this? Somebody. What's all this? You're having a laugh. 
having a laugh. And a South Carolina police officer is being praised for her attention to detail during a traffic stop that led to a shooting suspect's arrest, arrest, according to authorities in North Myrtle Beach. The police department recognized Officer Kayla Wallace's quick response in a Way to Go Wednesday Facebook post last week. Wallace pulled over a white Jeep that ran a red light along U.S. Highway 17 shortly before sunrise May 28th. While speaking with the female driver and male passenger, Wallace reportedly noticed the woman appeared distressed. While the male passenger wasn't looking at the driver, the female silently mouthed the words, help me. Taking note of the driver's discreet plea for help, Wallace removed the passenger from the Jeep and put him in the patrol car's back seat. The officer then came back and spoke with the woman who was driving, and she told Wallace the man sitting in her police vehicle had just shot a person. Soon afterward, dispatcher wow. said sent a radio alert for officers to be on the lookout for a vehicle recently involved in a shooting in the county. The arrested passenger was identified as Colin Bates, who's accused of shooting someone outside a sports bar in Myrtle Beach on May 28th. Wow. Bates, Bates had forced a woman to drive him away from the bar after the shooting. Fascinating. Wow. I believe oh. that's John's official sign-off for the news for What, today. he just looks? He just kind of... Well, he started this story with, and finally... Thank you. Oh, he did. He's here Chris. first day at the job there, uh, Suchi. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks, well, John. You're welcome. Then you're I'll take that verbal cue. We'll return. And then remind you all that it's mosquito season here. It sure is. And, and they're the big. They, they are big, big this year. I'm noticing yeah. that as well. Yeah. So if you are getting fever. eaten up in your Not yard... Major. Major, Not major. Call my friends at Mosquito Shield. It's owned and operated by GLers. It's Ray and Mike, a father and son team that have two franchises right here in the Twin Cities. And getting rid of mosquitoes and ticks, well, that is their expertise. They're not like other pest control companies that also spray for bugs. They focus on the mosquitoes and ticks only. And that's important because they use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. And it was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield, and it's used exclusively by the company. You can't buy this on the shelf. And they're going to take great care of you in your yard. They come out every 10 to 17 days for an application, and they stand behind their work. If you need them in between applications, they will do an additional service call at absolutely no charge. So here's how you find them. Online, it's moshield.com, moshield.com, and just enter your zip code, and you can find them. Or give Kelsey and Mike a call directly at 612-619-1556. You mentioned GL and you are going to get $50 off your service. Ricey for the Canopy Group. As you set out to explore Minnesota this summer, think about this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500. That doesn't include Fulda, by the way. But anyway, uh, the Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of these. Why is that fact important? Because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 16 insurance companies for a reason, to match your specific situation, including two-year zip codes, with the absolute best insurance company for you. This is done for you annually. 
because your specific situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetite might change as well when you only have one option. This experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients with peace of mind, knowing that the Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit thecanopygroup.com today. Well, I, I am, but I need a thing. Okay. For your home. <laughs> Landon. <laughs> Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. I've got some more forest fire news for you. It's from Fox News again. Uh, it's all credible. And you just won't read it in the uh, conventional news gathering institutions because it doesn't fit the agenda. Okay. On June 7, Biden tweeted, we've deployed more than 600 U.S. firefighters, support personnel, and equipment to support Canada as they responded to record wildfires, events that are intensifying because of the climate crisis. That's not true. On June 7th, Senator Elizabeth Warren, Democrat Mass, tweeted, Extreme weather, drought, massive wildfires that destroy, destroy our air quality, evidence of a climate crisis is all around us. And Northeasterners can look no further than out their windows to find it. That's not true. Despite these uh, estimates, uh, the past two decades... Uh, the available evidence overwhelmingly shows that there is no connection. Wildfires are not becoming more frequent or burning more acreage. In fact, the opposite is true. Bjorn Lomberg says this as well. The U.S. National Interagency Fire Center, which has been tracking wildfires for decades, reports that the number of fires in 2022 was 68,988, and the amount of acreage burned was 7.57 million acres. That might sound like a lot, but the uh, data shows that these figures are well within the historical norm. In 2017, for example, 71,499 Fires were reported, and more than 10 million acres were burned. A decade earlier in 07, there were 85,000 fires that burned, and 9.32 million acres. How then do climate alarmists and Democratic politicians so often get away with asserting that wildfires are worsening? It's all due to cherry-picked data. In 2021, Biden's first year as president, the National Interagency Fire Council a group operated by several different federal agencies shared its available wildfire data, eliminating data collected prior to 1983 from its website. See, they're getting rid of the since whens. Right. Since 1983, the average annual number of wildfires and acres burned has increased, albeit relatively modestly, giving some the impression that wildfires are becoming a bigger problem than ever before. But if you look at the data collected prior to 1983, wow. you see that there is nothing disturbing about the current trend. Wow. Wow. Prior to 2021, the NIFC, the National Interagency Fire Council, provided wildlife data going back to 1926. And from 1926 to the early 1950s, the number of, the number of acres burned per year was significantly higher than what we're seeing today. It was, in many years, it was three or four times larger. 
Even if wildfires were worsening, it wouldn't necessarily indicate that climate change is the cause. Many different factors can contribute to the frequency and severity of wildfires. America's growing population, especially in western states, is an important consideration. Even more vital is forest management practices. The Center for Biological Diversity, a left-leaning environmental group, acknowledges that the vast majority of western dry forests are at risk of large, high-intensity fires because of the effects of poor forest management over the past century. The primary factors that lead to current forest conditions include logging large trees, fire suppression, and livestock grazing. Since the beginning of the 20th century, all three of these factors have been present in western forests, and they continue to play a role today. Uh, and who, you might be wondering, is the biggest manager of U.S. forests? Well, it's the government. The same government that's now blaming the fires on climate change. Hmm. It has nothing to do with it. 31% of all forest land in America is owned by federal agencies. About 238 million acres. Wow. And most of those forests are located west of the Mississippi, where climates tend to be more arid and susceptible to wildfires hmm. like they have been since the beginning of time. Right. There is no evidence that the number or severity of wildfires like those currently raging in Canada are increasing because of climate change. No evidence. It's pure propaganda designed to trick Americans into supporting additional green New Deal-like policies and to deflect blame from the federal government, which is responsible for managing Big, big hunks of the U.S. forests. Mm. Policymakers should be debating ways to improve forest management, not spending their time spewing fairy tales about global warming. Americans deserve better. Yes, we do. And we're poorly served. We deserve much better than that, and we're not getting it. Tell me, tell me where you got that piece. I, I, it's I a need Fox News piece uh, all over their webs. Wildfires aren't getting worse because of climate change. The real culprit will surprise you. It's a piece by a guy named Justin Haskins, published today. Today's the 13th, isn't yep. it? Yep. Published today. Um, and I happen to choose to believe this. This makes sense. He has proof that they've erased or gotten rid of uh, data? Well, they don't provide it. They don't include it in their in their alarm sounding They've arbitrarily chosen post-1983, so they don't go back to 1926 to put it all into context. They don't do the sense wins that your dear <clears throat> mayor of Garage Logic always provides you. Yep. I did it for the Canadian fires last week. What do you want? You want 1878? Let's go. There's a number. Should, should biological boys uh, be running in the girls' track meets in, no. in Minnesota? No. no. They are. I know they are. And well, it's, it's not okay. I got a note from a family that said, okay, we would see this news and we would think, well, it, it is what it is. It really isn't affecting us. But their daughter ran in the track meet this year and lost to a biological male. Okay. Well, that shouldn't happen. Uh, and they say, now it's time to speak up. Uh, this was our kid, you know, so not some nameless someone else. Uh, and, and whoever wrote this, 
they don't want to be named, believes there's not enough pushback. Well, but do be, people even know this is happening? They do, but there's people that are afraid of pushing back because they don't want to be labeled. It's been on the book since 2015 yep. that biological males can compete in the uh, in the track. Well, no. B as in B. No. S as in S. Have your own meat. Right. Why not have your own meat? You got your boys, your girls, and your transers. And your others. A Martina Navatilova. Boy, I have problems with that name. She's even out against this. So is Caitlyn Jenner. No. It's not fair. It's the one time when you throw the fair word around that fair actually makes sense. It's not fair. There's structural differences and genetic differences and strength differences and muscle differences. And a biological male is going to have an advantage. Look at, look at the world marathon uh, times between men and women. Right. Mm-hmm. And those are the top women in the world. Now, I'm surprised we haven't had a trans biological male win a marathon. We had a story that someone had applied, and I believe that they were not allowed. I'm willing to be corrected, but I thought we discussed that on this show. I just think the high school trans kids should have their own tournament. That would be legitimate, and they would actually have a claim to some meaningful victory. Yes. But as you've said numerous times, there's not enough of them. Uh, they don't amount to too many people. Well, there's about five that run track, I suppose. I don't, I'm just guessing at that number. But, geez, it's a shame to see your daughter work her butt off, and then she gets to the tournament and has got no shot. Yes, That is totally Same with BS. cycling, bicycling. Well, every, any sport, shot put. Only because they come to us all Hang the on. way. Sorry, one second. I, I remember us talking, maybe off the year we talked about this, but a trans runner uh, beat 14,000 women in London Marathon after running NYC as a man. Really? That's the story that I was... Really? And this happened, or the, it was dated April 25th. Jeez. A two-time Olympian has ripped the rules that allowed a transgender runner to beat nearly 14,000 women in the female category of the London Marathon. So that was the story That's I was hogwash. thinking of. You have the finishing time by any chance? Uh, I can find No, I don't need it. If it's not there, I don't want to spend time looking for it. Okay. Only because they come to us all the way from Fernandina in the villages, Florida, yeah. from the traveling Lymans. It was on this day. Joe, today is June 13th. In 1820, John H. Stevens was born in Brompton Falls, Quebec, a farmer, merchant, editor, and legislator, he built a house on the west bank of St. Anthony Falls in 1849. Nice. You know where James J. Hill was from? Uh, out east. He was a Canadian. Cleveland. Canadian. On this day in 1838, June 13th, <laughs> Captain Frederick Marriott, author of numerous sea tales, most memorably Mr. Midshipman Easy, Visited Fort Snelling while on a trip to investigate American democracy. The next year, he published Diary in America, which contains several chapters on his Minnesota experience. Gulf Aramosa, a township located in Wellington County in Midwestern Ontario, Canada. James J. Hill. Yeah. Yeah. On this day in 1866. 613. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. 1886. 613. 
A four-mile log jam closed the St. Croix River at Taylor's Falls. The jam was so spectacular that excursion trains traveled from Duluth to see it. Hmm. Look at all those logs. Wow, we got to get on the train and look at that log jam. (laughs) And finally, on this day in 1968, a tornado killed nine people in Tracy, Minnesota, in Lyon County. I don't recall that. What year? Sorry. 1968, Mm. a tornado killed nine people in Tracy, in Lyon County. Huh. Lake, Aquaparo, Lake, Lake of the Woods. Lincoln. Lincoln Lincoln, Lincoln, Larry. Larry. Lacquaparo Lake, Lake of the Woods, Lassure, Lincoln, and Lyon. Lacquaparo translation? Lyon's your last uh, L County. The lake that speaks. Lacquaparo? Lacquaparo. Lacquaparo. Hey, and I, before you close out and thank the GLers for being here, I have to um, tell my mom, because I, I did say this off the air, that when I when I closed out my note to Sonny with, well, I just wanted someone to talk. To. I wanted to talk to someone. Yeah. Mom, you were a great mom. Don't uh, fret over that. I know that you're going to be just heartbroken, but I, I, well, had, a good, I had a good upbringing. I think she'll be okay. She'll be all right. Great, um, but she did, you know, you're, you know. You know, you weren't perfect, Judith. I can tell you that right now. I'll say that. Uh, not on the town council. Yeah, and wow. Judith, I, I just want to tell you, Judith, I really do like your son. He's not a bad guy. I don't think she's believing that, Kenny. I'm just not going on vacation with him. Oh, that's terrible. (laughs) All right, that's enough, huh? You send us off here? Thank you, GLers. Thank you, GLers. Thank you, GLers. He's already thinking about whole one. Right. How are we going to get by that oak tree? <laughs> no, it's, all, it's already in his head, isn't it? There's a the, the little crick on the eye, and it takes a little dog leg. i got to turn this way. Maybe you should find a podcast that has to do with golf. You can find that. There are plenty of them, including the Club Pro, which is hilarious. Really? Uh, well, check it out. Find it on PodMN on your smartphone. That's how you find out what hip and cool podcasts are out there then sneak over to the garage logic youtube page subscribe there view some of the videos that are hilarious and just show what we've done over the years completing your task the trifecta garagelogic.com sign up for the town council where you can be included on the ins so once we come back from the break you'll know what we talked about that's garagelogic.com Pick up a $10 flight along his hardware garden store gift certificate when you sign up. He's up to 82. It is time once again that we pick up the phone and we make that call to our guy. Mr. Money Talk Josh Arnold is with us once again, and now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Pick up the phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh for that free, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation. And Josh is with us once again here in Garage Logic. And today, Josh, boy, there's new market high today, but you also think that there's still still some concerns about the Fed. There are still some concerns about the Fed. I think the Fed is going to continue to be with us. I think the Fed's actions could continue to affect the broad market and affect how traders approach the market and particularly trading around the indices. Fed meets both today and tomorrow, coming out with their, I'll say, their viewpoint and their decision on interest rates tomorrow afternoon, followed by the always entertaining Fed Chief Jay Powell's press conference. 
And usually that press conference, he has caused a reverse in market market sentiment as traders try to parse Fed Chairman Powell's conversation as opposed to the words from the Fed statements. There is right now, given today's CPI report, which came in as expected, and it was the lowest increase in two years, with a number up only 0.1%. So on an annualized basis, the CPA number, CPI number has been the lowest that it's been since 2021. The core inflation number, excluding food and fuel, both of which came down significantly, was up a bit, primarily because housing, which is a third of the index, continued to rise, but it was rising at a slower rate. So the odds are significantly in favor of a Fed pause this month, but next month, the odds do favor a 25% excuse me, a 25 basis point increase in rates. And based on some Fed talk, the Fed could continue to increase at least twice, maybe three times before the year is out or definitely before they're finished. Talk could continue to be around higher rates for longer until inflation is brought under control. My sense, of course, which I've shared with you for many months, is the Fed is way overboard with what they're doing and needs not only to pause, but to stop and wait to see what the effects are of this policy of raising so quickly and so many times on the economy. I think the Fed is also still concerned about wage inflation as they seem to want higher unemployment. You know my feelings on that. Lower unemployment, higher wages is much better. Meantime, the S&P 500 has not stayed a recent high and has frustrated a lot of the bears who have been predicting doom this year. Now, that's not to say that after the Fed meeting or some other, we'll say, other event that the stock market couldn't pull back. Indeed, over the course of any year, the stock market typically has three to four, five to 10 percent pullbacks. And typically those happen, I'm not going to say on schedule, but we're almost due for another pullback based on the on the calendar. Uh, that said, technology companies continue to be very strong, especially those associated with artificial intelligence, which have been in the chips uh, segment, including advanced micro devices, Micron, NVIDIA, Taiwan Semiconductor, and Marvell, among others, and software companies such as Microsoft, Google, and Oracle, which reported better than expected numbers on their class. And then favorite uh, Amazon got a nice boost the other day when it became known that Amazon has been using regenerative uh, artificial intelligence in their advertising. Wow, isn't that neat? Amazon's been involved in artificial intelligence as Apple has for a very long time. Apple, however, calls it machine learning as opposed to artificial intelligence. That's another story. Meantime, it's not just technology companies that have been hitting new highs. It has been home builders, aerospace companies, some industrial as well, and even a few specialty retailers. So it's not just, we'll say, the Magnificent Seven plus a few. It's a little broader than that. So 60% of the S&P has been up this year. 40% has been down. Companies that have been down have been 
in energy and uh, banking primarily. And that right there is why we call Mr. Money Talk when we need the straight advice and not any sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, you are the best. Thank you so much for the time in the chat. And GLers, don't forget, call him today for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. Enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, we'll do this again on Thursday. Look forward to it. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.